Bowl season begins tomorrow with seven games on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. Plus. This is the ABC triple header starting noon Eastern. Howard and Florida A&M in the Cricket Celebration Bowl. Then Miami of Ohio takes on Appalachian State in the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. And we finish up with UCLA and Boise State in the Starco Brands LA Bowl. It's going to be great. Welcome back into First Take. We got a full weekend of great NFL games as well. On Saturday, the Steelers will take on the Colts, the Broncos facing the Lions. That should be a good one. Sunday, the Cowboys travel north to Buffalo and the Ravens head to Jacksonville. They're sneaky good. To cap off the week on Monday night, uh, the Eagles will face the Seahawks. That one's right here on ESPN on Monday Night Football. Chris Canty is in the house. Hey now. Four hours of TV and radio. Yeah. You're warmed up and ready to go. Absolutely. Good to see Absolutely. you, sir. Thanks good to see you, with too. Us. You're looking fly, as Thank always. You. Thank Absolutely. You. I'm trying. If Stephen A. ain't going to say it, I'm going to say it. Actually, I have to say. Stephen A. is not going to say it, I'm going to no, say it. No, he's never going to say it. But I have to say we all look like we're going to the same party right now. <laughs> We've all kind of got the black tie got going. got But we I got a we pop do. of color, though. You do, but I feel yeah. like we could be going to a wedding right now. We all look clean. Something like yeah, that. Something I'm with like it. that. Okay. What's up, big boy? What's, What's up, happening? What's happening? What's up? All right. Essa, here's what I wanted uh, you to tell me here. So, knowing the notable matchups of Week 15, obviously I just ran through them. Which team would you say is most desperate right now for a win with the playoffs fast approaching? I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, despite the fact that they're tied for first, t- first place atop the NFC East with a 10-3 and record, they've looked like garbage the last two weeks, two games or so, obviously against the stiffest competition you can imagine in San Francisco and, and Dallas. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, whether there's injuries, their defense has gotten softer, they haven't been as efficient offensively. Jalen Hurts is turning over the football last week. It was Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith having turnovers. Uh, they don't look like themselves right now. They don't look nearly as formidable. And more importantly, it's not just about having the road through the Super Bowl come through linking financial field, although right now it would go through San Fran. It's about the fact that they appear to need it desperately. They don't, they, they, the Philadelphia Eagles don't look like a team that can go on the road to Dallas or on the road to San Francisco. Hell, they might not be a team that look like they can go on the road to Detroit to win a playoff game. And I think because of that, that makes uh, the importance of winning, winning outright to make sure they win the division crown and they have at the very least the top two seed in the NFC, in this NFC playoffs, I think it makes it that much more pivotal. Yeah, they picked the worst time to play their worst football. I mean, the other two teams that are looked at as the juggernauts in the NFC, they both had stinkers of games, right? We had that three-game losing streak that the 49ers had earlier on, and you had the game where the Dallas Cowboys lost on the road to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not ready to crown the Cowboys just yet, Stephen A., and I know you'd be on board with me because they're just 500 on the road. They're 3-3. Three and three. So we'll see what happens this weekend up in Buffalo. But the team for me that is desperate to get a win is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've lost their last two games against AFC opponents overall. They have a 6-4 record in the conference. If they lose, that would give them five losses to AFC opponents and drop them back to the pack of teams that are 7-6 in the AFC. You're talking about the Cleve, uh, you're talking about teams like the Cincinnati Bengals, Houston, Texas, Denver Broncos, those types of squads. So if you're Jacksonville, knowing that you're in a winnable division and your primary challengers for that division are are the Houston Texans, who have a rookie quarterback that might not play this weekend, and you have the Indianapolis Colts, who are on their backup quarterback because their rookie quarterback got hurt. This is a division that you should walk away with, and yet you're talking about being one game in front. 
And so that's the scary proposition for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they've got the best team in the conference that they're going up against this weekend in the Baltimore Ravens. Yo, man, I will say this. I get where you're coming from. I can't summarily dismiss uh, Jacksonville and what you're talking about them, but I'm looking at the Eagles' defense that's giving up 29 touchdown passes. 29 touchdown passes, okay? You know, think, think, think about these red flags. They've fallen behind at halftime the last six weeks. The last six weeks they've trailed at halftime. They've given up 30-plus points in three straight games, all right? Opponents are scoring at a 70% clip on trips inside the 20-yard line. You look at all of these things, how in God's name is that going to transition into winning football on any level that really, really matters? I mean, it's one thing to struggle in terms of losses. It's how they're losing that's alarming me because even when they were winning, we saw them trending in a negative direction. And that's my concern. When we see Jacksonville lose, okay, Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Okay, you lose that game to Cincinnati. You come back last week, but you're still not uh, 100%. That ankle sprain is no joke. We get all of that, okay? But in the case of the Philadelphia Eagles, Hurts is in the lineup, Devontae Smith's in the lineup, A.J. Brown's in the lineup, Gainwell's in the lineup, Swift is in the lineup, the offensive line is in the lineup, et cetera, et cetera. You got all of this stuff going on, okay, with Fletcher Cox and Graham and, and Carter and those boys, and still – you have these kind of problems that have been transpiring, and that's even when you were winning. So to me, I, I just look at the Eagles right now, and I'm saying Super Bowl aspirations. You're the reigning uh, NFC champions. Um, you don't win. You you don't find a way to to correct this ship. You ain't going anywhere. Yeah, and I hear you, Stephen. And not to make excuses for the Eagles because they've been bad in back-to-back -back weeks. But in back-to-back -back weeks, you're talking about them being at a rest disadvantage to their opponents, right? The San Francisco 49ers, rest disadvantage there. And you had a rest disadvantage going up against the Dallas Cowboys. So it just feels like a situation right now where Philly, by virtue of the schedule, caught some bad breaks against really good opponents. But their schedule's going to lighten up. I mean, they don't play a team with a winning record the rest of the way. So there's still plenty of runway in the regular season for that team to get healthy. Conversely, that's not the case for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you got a juggernaut in the Baltimore Ravens rolling into town, and the margin for uh, getting to where you want to be is slim to none just because of the teams in the division and the parity in the AFC overall. And here's the deal. If you're Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, in order to build on the success that you had last year, which is winning a playoff game, you got to be able to find a way to put yourself in a position where you can host home playoff games and go on a deep playoff run. Preseason, I had this team as a dark horse AFC championship game contender. And when you look around the conference with all of the warts that all of these other teams like Miami have, like Buffalo has, I mean, Kansas City has, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you have to take advantage of that. And right now is the perfect time, which is why they got to find a way to get a win on Sunday. You well, I will, I will add this as a last nugget. Sorry, go ahead, Stephen. I will, add, I will add this as a last nugget. Eagles are averaging 6.3 points a game in the first half over the last three games. They're starting out slow. Now, they're known and they're popularized for making adjustments. The offense coordinator Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni making adjustments, and they're a bit more potent in the second half. But how they're coming out the gate to jumpstart games is leaving a lot to be desired. And I think you got to pay attention to that too, CC. Candy, before I get your take on the Chargers, because I want to get that from last night, and Stephen A. had some strong words earlier, so S.A., if you want to chime in, how concerning do you think it's going to be for Kansas City this year to potentially have to win playoff games on the road, which they've never had to do before? Because we know how tough Arrowhead is to play. They ain't winning no playoff games on the road. You don't think so? No, that's not going to happen. Not with these receivers. They're not good enough. 
Like, I can point to several games where the receivers cost them an opportunity to win. I mean, Stephen A., look at last week with Kadarius Toney. He didn't do something that was fundamental to the position, which is lining up off sides. Dog, that's the least you can do. You are a professional. You get paid to do that. Go back to the Monday night game they had a few weeks ago against the Philadelphia Eagles. Inside of two minutes, if MVS catches that pass that Pat Mahomes puts on him, you're talking about that being a win, not a loss. So, again, the receiving core, not only are they not helping Mahomes, but they are the direct cause of losses for this team. Well, let me ask you this question. What did you think about Travis Kelsey's uh, comment about the media and folks getting on uh, Kansas City receivers? What was your reaction to Man, I thought the same thing you thought. It's ridiculous. You're going to sit here and blame the media for pointing out something that everybody sees? You talk about we not watching the film and that when you watch the film, you're going to see something different? Dog, we got the same take that you got. We're watching the same games, and you know what we see? We see your receivers leading the league in drops. So we're not talking crap. We're just talking facts. Your receivers aren't good enough. They are hurting the team. And I get it, tricky position for Travis Kelsey to be in because he's a team leader. But what's obvious is that you need to talk to those dudes about being able to do their jobs. There's a lack of professionalism that is infecting that locker room for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they've got to do a better job of keeping the focus on that team being better. By the way, I got to add this point. It's important to point this out. I love me some Andy Reid. We go back a long ways. You got to point to him, too, because Andy Reid – is so focused on calling those plays and running that offense, being innovative, being creative, being exceptional like he is. Sometimes in the past, this was an issue in Philly years ago, it's an issue on occasion in Kansas City now, the details escape him. So when you look and Dan Olofsky is showing tape of Kadarius Tony lining up offsides on four or five occasions, okay, well, why are you doing that? Why is nobody picking that up? Why is nobody emphasizing that to him, assuming they haven't emphasized it in practice or whatever? Why are they not getting it across to him? You got to know where to line up. You can't make mistakes like that. We can't sit up there and look at, at, at that situation with the receivers and when it comes to alignment issues and not look at the offensive coordinator, the offensive play caller, and the head coach. Can't do it. All right. Before we go to break, uh, we got a quick take for you, Canty. The Chargers lost big to the Raiders, 63-21. to L.A.'s head coach Brandon Staley said he deserves to continue as the coach. Um, what do you think the Chargers should do moving forward? I don't want to laugh about somebody's job security because, you know, families are involved in all the things. But Brandon Staley hasn't shown anything that would merit continuing to keep his job. And as a matter of fact, I think it's franchise malpractice for the Chargers not to fire Brandon Staley right now, and it's not to get a look at Kellen Moore as the interim coach. None of that nonsense. You got to fire him to make a statement about what you will tolerate as an organization. You need to make a statement about what the standard is going to be moving forward and the culture that you want to surround your franchise quarterback Justin Herbert with. What happened last night was unacceptable, but it's only insult to the injury, pun intended, that we've seen from this team throughout the entirety of this season. Nobody thought that the Chargers going into week 15 would be in the cellar of the AFC West, but that's where they're at. And to make matters worse, you're in this position because you're going 
You should have fired Brandon Staley an offseason ago where you could hire Sean Payton, and you're still going to end up in the same position where you've got to find another head coach after this year. Well, so your opportunity cost for not moving on from Brandon Staley mm-hmm. is going to put you in a situation where you're probably going into 2024 with the third best coach in your division at best. Mo- Molly, uh, yeah. Canty, I-, I-, I need you on here for this segment, Canty, because I got to say something that I think is very important that people understand. You can put Molly up on the screen too, producers. Look, look when we're talking, we don't take it lightly, somebody's job security. Damn it, and I don't, I don't want to bring this up, but damn it, it's Christmas time. I don't want to be calling for nobody's job. But the problem is, here's the problem. For everyone who has an opportunity, it's costing others the opportunities. And that's what we have to take into consideration. We don't talk about that enough. This is the world of sports. Coaches walk into work every day making decisions about a player's livelihood. Mm-hmm. But they get to go out there and be subpar and stand on a podium and act like they're doing a decent job and they deserve chances in the perpetuity when the evidence clearly shows you don't deserve it. And that's what we're talking about here with Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley is not only the head coach, he has a staff. That staff replaced Anthony Lynn and those guys, okay? They had a staff. Was anybody thinking about them? We had to look at them and say, okay, this is your record. This is your resume. This is how you're resonating with players. This is how you're not galvanizing the troops and getting the most out of them and maximizing their potential. We take no joy in calling for somebody's job. But when you are flagrantly deficient in results and those opportunities are being denied to somebody who may be fully capable of doing the job better than you. We have an obligation to point that out because we wouldn't hesitate to do it with players. And that's what players get pissed off about because they want the same energy and the same momentum to be accorded to others Mm -hmm. as it is to them. No, absolutely. And the players are being judged every single day auditioning. Am I right, Canty? No doubt. Yeah. Canty, no real doubt. quick, I know, I know we have to roll, Nick. I, I just want to ask you this. If it was something like a Bill Belichick, right, got the job, how different would this Chargers team be? Or are there a lot of personnel issues as well? I don't think there are as many personnel issues as people are pointing out. Now, their, their pass catchers are getting a little bit older, but they did draft Quentin Johnston in the first round. My biggest issue is getting a competent coach in there, somebody okay. that understands the game of football, somebody that can fix that defense too. Bill Belichick will help button all of that up. The only question I have is whether or not the Spanos family would spend what it takes. Belichick or Jim Harbaugh? Belichick or because Mike T e- says Jim way, Harbaugh. Stephen Belichick a, or Jim Harbaugh? Which one? Either way, either way, Stephen A. The family ain't gonna spend the money to get those guys. I would take Jim Harbaugh because I think you got more runway. But either way, I don't well, think the Spanos family is gonna spend what it takes to get those types of head coaches. They in L.A. They need to. They in L.A. They need to. They need to stop. They need to come out of pocket. Absolutely. All right. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV 
is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Back to the NFL. We got two teams hoping to end their playoff drought as the Lions host the Broncos. Both teams in the playoff hunt as Denver comes in winners of five of their last six. Detroit hopes to bounce back after a week 14 loss and stay in the race for first place in the NFC. Let's see how their starting quarterbacks match up this season. Jared Goff, Russell Wilson playing solid football, right? Uh, leading their teams into contention as the regular season wind downs. Goff has thrown 21 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, while Russ has 23 touchdowns to just eight interceptions. Okay, Canty, which quarterback would you rather have for the playoff push? Would you go Jared Goff or Russell Wilson? Oh, I'm going Russell Wilson. I don't think there's a question. I guess the, the thing that gives me the most confidence in Russ is the fact that he's got Sean Payton as his head coach. And Sean has figured it out. After they started out one and five, they figured out exactly what they need to do with Russell Wilson. Less is more. And since that time, you're talking about week seven, Russell Wilson is 22nd when it comes to pass attempts, but he's top 10 in passer rating, completion percentage, and touchdowns. And so limit the opportunities that Russ has, mitigate his turnover-worthy plays, and you're going to get a better version of him. Conversely, with Jared Goff, last four games, it ain't been good. He's had five picks and four fumbles, and the team is 2-2. Two and two. The reason why the Lions are regressing is directly tied to how Jared Goff has played. I get where you're coming from. I can understand that. Um, Denver's no joke. And by the way, in terms of offensive lines, I think that they're ranked fifth uh, in the NFL right now. Um, so I got to give their, I got to give credit where credit is due to Sean Payton and, and Russell Wilson and Denver and how they've turned that around. But I'm going to go with jaw, with golf for this particular question. I know that the Detroit Lions have given up nearly 29 points a game, uh, and, and, and that's problematic for them uh, over the last several weeks. But listen to this. In five games since their bye week, the Lions have the fifth best red zone, red zone efficiency rating, 72% in the National Football League. Okay, obviously, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, uh, these brothers can run with the football, and we all know that Jared Goff has excelled with play action. I'm talking about with play action. When we talk about 71 completion percentage, six touchdowns, all right, no picks at all. And by the way, in the red zone this season, Goff is 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. So I'm looking at it from that standpoint. And I understand that Denver's defense has improved since they got humiliated uh, to the world by giving up 70 to Miami. And they've been an entirely different team since that moment in time. And we get all of that. But the flip side is I can't ignore the efficiency and how Detroit can do things offensively. They can run the football. And they've got a passer who you who once took a team to a Super Bowl or once was the quarterback while a team went to the Super Bowl. So I'm looking at it from that standpoint and noticing there's some slippage in Russ. Russ has elevated his level of play, but that's compared to last year. Not 
not to the Russell Wilson standards that we thought were destined for the Hall of Fame until about three years ago. So that Russell Wilson has a return. I'm going to go with Jared Goff in this one, particularly since it's in Detroit on the road and Detroit needs to win this game. Yeah, Stephen A., but you started out with the most important thing in your soliloquy, which was Sean Payton as a good head coach. Remember, I love Dan Campbell, former teammate of mine, got the utmost respect for what he's building out there in Detroit. But there is a learning curve when it comes to how to have success in December and January football in the National Football League. This is as close as you're going to get to playoff football without being in a tournament. And you got to understand how you have to win during this time of year. With the Detroit Lions, even though Jared Goff has been there and done that, this is an upstart group. This is a young football team. So the supporting cast around the quarterback is going to factor into the math. And that's why I would give the benefit of the doubt to Russ because he's got a head coach that's going to be able to set the agenda for the team, that's going to be able to explain to them how the different situations and scenarios can impact their chances of being able to win week in and week out. There is a trust factor when it comes Mm -hmm. to the head coach quarterback combination in Denver that you just don't have with the Lions. I would tell you to hold on. You know, Detroit's got the fourth-ranked offensive line. They protect Jared Goff, and in a clean pocket, he's something else as well. I already talked to you about his red zone efficiency, and in a clean pocket, he's complete 73% of his passes. So I'm looking at it from that standpoint. All right, 17 touchdowns, just two interceptions. If you can run the football and you're not turning it over because your quarterback's not throwing interceptions, how much action is Russell Wilson going to Mm. get in this game? It remains to be seen. Hey, my former Giant. What do you think of Danny DeVito? Oh, you got to love that guy. You got to love Tommy Cutler. How about with the agent? Oh, yeah, the Italian Hall of Fame for his agent, Sean Stilato. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations to him. Yeah, the Giants are doing some things. Doing some things. Molly, Molly, you're asking asking Canty. You're asking Canty. I asked both of you this question. One is a former Giant. One is the resident Giant fan. Yeah. Uh, Can I make chicken cutlets? Yes. Who are you going through? Who are you going with? Next year, DeVito or Daniel Jones? There's good. I mean, is, is there a door number a, three? Is there a door wow. number three? I'm just saying. There's going to be a quarterback competition, though. Yeah, well, I don't know how much of a competition it is. Daniel Jones might not be healthy at the start of the season, so it might be Tommy DeVito. But with every win, we're making our draft pick worse, which is why I can't get too excited. Just saying. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everybody needs more money this time of year. Ain't that the truth? Joe Fortenbaugh is here to help you with all of it. Joe! How are you? I feel like I haven't talked to you in a long time, even though it was really last week, but that's a good sign. That means it was last week, but we did quite well last week. We were winning money last week. We did? Let's keep it moving. Do you want to pull Stephen A and just do a quick brag on yourself? Because I'm here for it. We do (laughs) that. No, 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 no. I'm here to play a very specific role. That's Stephen A's job. I'm just here to, to handle the business. Joe, did you see how great my dress is today? Yes. (laughs) Yes, wonderful. Wonderful. Listen, if we're playing Stephen A., I mean, I'm just going to play the part. All right, let's go. All right, let's start with America's team, the Cowboys, as they head to Buffalo to take on the Bills. What is the play here, Joe? Points, Stephen A. Points, points, and more points. We're going to go over 49 and a half in this matchup. The Dallas defense at home, very different than the Dallas defense on the road. They're not going to have the benefit of the crowd noise, and they're not going to be able to pressure Josh Allen the way they would if this game were in Arlington. Look at the game against Arizona on the road, San Francisco and Philadelphia. They gave up 28 or more in all three of those games. Buffalo's got a good defense, but they did have problems against a good offense in Philadelphia a couple weeks ago. They gave up 37 points in that game. We're going to play the over here. I agree with you totally. I definitely think that points are going to be scored. I actually think both teams are going to score over 30. So I'm totally with you over. I'm taking over with 49 and a half. Okay, cool. Let's transition, guys, to a matchup of two teams with playoff aspirations. The Steelers hosting the Colts. Joe? I hate to do it, the Stephen A. Steelers. Hate to do it, but if we're going to make money, we got to take emotion out of the equation. I'd play the Colts here. That Pittsburgh offense has an extremely low ceiling. They've topped 26 points zero times this season. They've gone over 20 points just twice in their last 10 games. Complicating the issue is the defense. Uh, T.J. Watt is banged up. Alex Highsmith is banged up. This Colts team has been undervalued almost all year. They've been a favorite four times. They've won all four of those games. They've covered the point spread in all four of those games. We're going to ride with Indianapolis here. It breaks my heart to say this, but I completely agree with Joe. I've lost all faith in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. I've lost so much faith in the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got the Colts minus one and a half. Let me tell you something. I don't even know if the Steelers will score three points. I really, I mean, it's, Listen, it's I just don't know. Steve it's a positive know. at home when you guys agree. It makes it less confusing I, I, when it's I, I'm unanimous. just telling you, I've lost like, all my faith money in the Steelers offense. Here. <laughs> all right. of it. Okay. Uh, let's transition to Ravens and the Jacks. This kind of is a sneaky good game. I don't even know if it's sneaky. It's just a good one. Best bet on this one, Joe. Over's a good play here. On the side, I like the Ravens, but you should shop around and look for the three. Don't lay the three and a half when you can lay the three. It's the most important number in all of football betting because more games end on a differential of three than any other differential. So now that we've established that, here's why we'd play the Ravens. Strength on strength is how this game is going to be built. Number one rushing offense in Baltimore against one of the best run defenses in Jacksonville. The thing is, Jacksonville's built up that run defense ranking against some bad rushing teams. When they've gone against good rushing teams, they've had issues. San Francisco's a good rushing team. Hung 30-plus on them. 
Cleveland's a good rushing team. Hung 30-plus on them last week. You get this Ravens defense going after Trevor Lawrence and an offensive line that has struggled this year. I like Baltimore in this matchup. And then they move on to San Francisco on Christmas next week. Okay. Got to shop around a little, Stephen A. I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are desperate. I think they're desperate. Um, and I think that that comes into play here, so I think they up the ante up the antes a bit. I'm going to take the Jaguars three and a half. All right, a little desperate. Here's another good one. We got the Lions hosting Russell Wilson and the Broncos. What's the best play here, Joe? Really like the Lions in this spot. I heard you talking to Canty about this game earlier. Really like the Lions. The Broncos have been one of the luckiest teams in the NFL over the last two months, and that luck is eventually going to dry up. Last seven games, they're 6-1. Their average starting field position is number one in the NFL, 35-yard line. No one's even close to them there. They're number one in takeaways. During that seven-game stretch I'm talking about, the opponents have fumbled the ball 18 times. 18 times! They've recovered 11 of those fumbles. Those are both most in the NFL. Fumbles are not predictive. It's an oblong ball that can bounce in any direction. Eventually, that luck's going to run out. When it does, they're going to be in trouble. Big bounce back, get right spot here for the Lions, laying the points. I agree with you. Absolutely. All right, there you have it. Be sure to check out Joe's radio show, Carlin versus Joe, today at 12. Joe, it's always a pleasure to see you. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. And guess what? We'll do it again next week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Uh, we always have fun on this show. Meanwhile, let's head to the association where the Clippers had some fun continuing their winning ways, beating the Warriors last night 121 to 113. James Harden led the way, 28 points, including his uh, 25,000, excuse me, career point, and dishing out 15 assists while Kawhi Leonard chipped in with 27. The Clippers are on fire as of late, the only team yet to lose a game this month, and have improved their offense by six points per game once December started. Hi, we're all back. That's perfect. Hey, hey, hey. Stephen A. and I'm Molly. <laughs> Stephen yeah. You okay. called down yet? <laughs> oh, why'd you bring it up? I had him laughing the last set. Perk, come on. Now you got the gu- You don't know this man. Now it's all over. Now he's not going to smile the rest of the show, and I'm going to have to deal with the pouting guy. All right, I'm coming to you, Perk. Which L.A. team is more impressive right now? Is it the Lakers or the Clippers? It's the Los Angeles Lakers. And look, 
I understand Kawhi Leonard has played every game. I understand he's been balling out of control. James Harden looked good. But at the end of the day, Molly, I don't give a damn what the Clippers do right now because they're not going to be judged on how they look right now. They're going to be judged on how they look in the postseason. And when I think about who who does who do I trust the most, it's the two in the purple and gold or the gold and purple. I'm talking about LeBron James and Anthony Davis. When it comes down to LeBron James and they if they had to match up with the Clippers, Give me LeBron James as being the best player in that series. Hell, one could make a case right now that he should be in the conversation for his MVP the way he's balling on both ends of the floor. So when it comes down to the Lakers, it's only one team, one team in the Western Conference that scares me when it comes to the Lakers in the, in, in the uh, postseason, and that's the Denver Nuggets. Outside of that, the Lakers could beat any team on any given night in any given series in the postseason, and Anthony Davis has been phenomenal. And I know people have been calling him out, and he has stepped up and, rise, and rose to the occasion, but at the end of the day, the man is still averaging 24-12 and almost three blocks a game. I would ask you not to change the narrative. First of all, for example, when we talk about Anthony Davis, we've religiously stated he's one of the top seven players on the planet when he brings his A game. Anthony Davis plays the way he's been playing. The Lakers could win the chip. Secondly, let me piggyback off of what you said about LeBron James. I am with you, Big Perk. LeBron James deserves MVP consideration. Now, I know they got to win a little bit more. Can't be around 14 and 10, stuff like that. But this brother deserves MVP consideration. So much so, Perk, that if LeBron James was to win league MVP. Don't you say it. I'm going to have to think about some things. I'm going to have to make a couple of calls mm-hmm. and, and explain that, you know, I, I, got to, I, got to, I got to talk about LeBron James to touch differently. Now, if he win MVP this year, oh, Lord have mercy. I, I don't know what to say. Now, having said all of that, Let's understand something. The Los Angeles Clippers, when LeBron James is playing, when Anthony Davis is playing, they've still had their way with the Lakers for the most part. Now, they won earlier this year. I contend if Paul George doesn't foul out of that game, Clippers win that game. Okay? What have the Clippers done? They start out 0-5 since James Harden arrived. Love seeing James Harden hook up Russell Westbrook with the alley-oop and all that stuff last night. It was beautiful to see. I get all of that. James Harden drops 27-15, blah, blah, blah. The Clippers have won 11-14. They've won six of their last seven, or rather seven of their last eight games. I'm looking at this right now, Kendrick Perkins. Three-point shooting. I don't think this is going to last. Kawhi Leonard, 42%. James Harden, 42%. Paul George, 48%. If that continues and the Clippers are healthy, I don't think we can sit here and say that the Lakers would beat them. They could beat them, but I couldn't sit up there and make the Lakers the favorite because the Clippers have had their number. And here's where I get you, Perk. There's few people, as much as we love Darvin Ham, there's few people you've ever given more love to than Ty Lue. That brother can coach now. And so we're talking about this guy figuring it out and knowing how to manipulate the proceedings where his team could ultimately put themselves in position to win. We know that we don't have faith in the Clippers, but it's only for one reason, availability, because they always get hurt. But we're making this, we're talking about this here as if both the Lakers and the Clippers are fully loaded. 
if they fully loaded, Perk, with what I'm seeing, with them with Harden. Now, Harden's the question mark because they're in playoffs. I don't care what he's doing in the regular season. I want to see it in the playoffs. But if they're fully loaded with Kawhi and Paul George, I, 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 I can't just give it to the Lakers, bro. I, lo- I, want to, I would love the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Because it's different. L.A. is different when the Lakers are relevant. The Clippers are fine. But when the Lakers are winning, L.A. is just it's, it's special. It's, it's, it's special in, in so many ways. So I, I know that. But I can't dismiss the Clippers, bro. I just can't. And, 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 but here's the thing. We haven't seen the Lakers fully loaded. They haven't been healthy all season long. Well, they had their complete roster. We haven't seen Gabe Vincent in over a month and a half, a big pickup. Jerry, okay. Jerry Vanderbilt, who's a mm-hmm. who's a, a, a exceptional, a, a great piece to what they're trying to accomplish. He's been in and out of the lineup. So when I think about the Lakers overall, they haven't been healthy either going into mm-hmm. every game. But they've I agree been with figuring you. out ways to win. And so – when I just think about James Harden alone, you cannot mm-hmm. sit up here on national television and tell me that you trust him. No, I you don't. cannot do that. Okay, so I, that's I, that's I, a major. I don't, I don't trust him, but the listen, but but let's be fair to James Harden. Let's just be fair because he's taken enough hits. Let's be fair to him. The brother can still ball. Now you got to do it no. the postseason, but he really can ball. He but really Stephen, can. Stephen A. Nobody ever questioned that. No one ever questioned if James. Well, we Harden did. We did. Ball. We 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 no. got to a point where we were questioning the slippage. In other words, it looked like it, he had lost the step. We we did get to that point at one no, point. No, no, we 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 actually came on here. Well, I did and congratulate congratulate him on his transition to being an actual point guard when he was with the Philadelphia 76ers. They finished, what, third in the East with a hell of a record last year, and then all of a sudden they get to the postseason, and we saw what he did. He quit. He quit. So I can't trust I'm, somebody that, I, that quit. I, I, I'm, I'm, not asking you, I'm not asking you to trust them. I get all of that. I'm simply saying – Russell Westbrook, that 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 Duracell battery that just keeps yep. going and going and going. I love what I'm look, seeing with Russ in a, in a Clippers uniform, even though it tailed off once James Harden arrived because they look at James Harden as a better quintessential point guard. But Kawhi Leonard is, I mean, again, you know how I feel about him because he's not available. But when he's available, there's no questioning nope. his greatness. And Paul George can ball. Let, 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 get- let's. Okay. I, I'm not – look, S.A., I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying – I'm not saying if they matched up in a seven-game series, the Lakers would – It would go seven. Sweep them. It would go I'm seven. I'm saying it, it would, go, would seven. go seven games. But if you're asking me who do I trust the most in that series to get the job done, I'm still picking that 38-year-old LeBron James. Okay. Okay. And I'm not knocking you for that. I'm simply saying the Clippers have had their way – vast majority of the time in the LeBron James era in Los Angeles. The Clippers have had their way with the Lakers. And I'm looking at the Clippers right now. I'm looking at the Lakers right now. It's going to take Anthony Davis with LeBron James at their best. And those supplementary parts you mentioned in order for them to beat the Clippers because I'm looking at the Clippers right now and the Denver Nuggets is not the only team to be worried about. I'm telling you right now, if the Clippers are healthy, it's going to come. the Clippers are going to have something to say. 
they about are. what happened. They, they, they are, but we're talking about them and the Lakers. I I'm think talking the Clippers, about the Lakers. I, I, I think right now the Clippers are a better team than the Phoenix Suns. I think okay. if they was to match up, matter of fact, I picked them last postseason to beat them, and I thought they would have if Kawhi mm. wouldn't have went down. I think you know, they're better. Than, uh, you brought up something just as an aside. I don't appreciate the fact that Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal are on the same team, and we not talking about Phoenix. In other words, Phoenix, when you going to stand up? When you going to come into the proceedings? I'm looking at them. Because we, we ain't letting them off the hook. You got those three. I mean, of course, Beal's been out with the back and all of that stuff for other day. It was the first game they ever played together for crying out loud. But I'm just saying, I don't want Phoenix to forget we got expectations for them. And also, by the way, just appointment television, whenever it's going to be. When circle the date when Devin Booker and Paul George meet? Because they were talking a lot of smack this offseason. And I showed up on Podcast P, and I told him, I'm going to remember because he was like, I'm coming. I'm, com-. I'm like, I'm going to remember that because you know Devin Booker going to come to bust your ass. You understand? I'm going I'm, I'm to remember that. We got circle that date. We looking forward to that game. Just as an aside. Yeah. Just as an aside. Uh-huh. I also want you to circle Sunday because I got some good games for you. Perk, you have the most amazing weekend ever. Take your dog for a walk, okay? What are your What's your dog's name again? I got a few of them. Jay-Z. No, the one that, that that's been on yeah. TV. What's his yeah. name? Yeah. Did he yeah. just say you got a dog named Jay Z? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take Jay-Z on a nice long walk today and, and enjoy life. And if you could do me a favor, Perk, if you could take a picture of that, that would be great. I'd like to have that for the show next week because I need All to right. smile more on this program. Right. Thanks. Bye. Fix your body language. Yeah, fix your face, Stephen A. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Tip off your weekend with our next star-studded NBA Friday doubleheader. LeBron and the Lakers take on Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs 7.30 Eastern. Then KD, Devin Booker and the Suns host Julius Randle. And the Knicks coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN. But more importantly, for over 75 years, the Walt Disney Company has supported the Marine Toys for Tots program to bring comfort, happiness, inspiration to children and families in need during the holiday season through the Disney Ultimate Toy Drive, which is now over a quarter million toys collected. Through December 24th, you can still be a part of these efforts to deliver joy to the kids in need this holiday season. Every child deserves a happy holiday season, and you can be a part of that. Learn more at Disney.com slash Toy Drive. Meanwhile, we have a full slate of great NFL games on Saturday. The Steelers will take on the Colts and the Broncos face the Lions on Sunday. The Cowboys travel north to Buffalo and the Ravens head to Jacksonville to cap off the week on Monday night. The Eagles face the Seahawks. So let's get some game picks. Okay. Uh, Cowboys, as I mentioned, traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Who you got? I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. 
I, I can't believe I'm taking it there, but I vowed to be nothing but positive since they showed me they can beat real teams the last couple of weeks. But their defense has takeaways in five of the last uh, five of their five straight games, and you're talking about them going up against a quarterback that's thrown an interception in nine straight games. Dak Prescott, best quarterback since their bye week, 22 touchdowns, the to only two picks, and his record the last two years with Mike McCarthy in December is eight and one, and their lone loss being last year to a playoff team in overtime. <sighs> Dallas Cowboys are the better team. I just think Buffalo's the more desperate team. That, Bills Mafia, in the house, in Buffalo, Orchard Park, um, not to mention playoff lives potentially on the line, as crowded as the AFC is, they really, really need this. I I'm going to go, and Josh Allen as well, I'm going to go with Buffalo. Mm. Uh, Jags Ravens, who you got? Oh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, they got to have it. It's a got to have it situation. The one thing I'm concerned about is Justin Matabike, the all-world defensive tackle for the Baltimore Ravens, who's recorded a sack in each of his last 10 games. Him putting quick pressure on Trevor Lawrence with that ankle injury, I'm a little bit concerned about T-Law being able to get away from that pressure. But I got Jacksonville because of what Stephen A. said about the Buffalo Bills. C -C. The Jags are the most Who desperate you got, team. S.A.? I agree. Next game, bro. We got three games. Come on. Next, I agree. Go ahead. What's up? We got 30 seconds. Okay, Broncos-Lions. Who you got? Broncos. I'm riding with Russ. Stephen A.? I'm going Lions. Okay, there we go. We got them all in, guys. Way to do it. All Wait, right. Did you, you not hear him? And not here. We only got 30 People seconds. Have a fabulous week. <laughs> you know? Stephen A., smile right now. There we go. Bye, guys.